It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Wednesday episode of Locked On Raptors, we've been talking about Dame from the Toronto side of things the last couple days, but what's going on in Portland, and what are some common misconceptions that are being thrown around about Damian Lillard of late? We'll get into that and more with Eric Garcia Gunderson of Blazer Banter on today's show. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it, so I don't shoot trying to miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, September the 27th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. We cover the Toronto Raptors now going on 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can go find the show on Discord. The link is in the description. Come hang out. we got a great little community of listeners building around the show, and you know what we're talking about. Just Dame trade, like just truly... Some sick, sick puppies who can't get enough. I'm one of them. Come hang out with the rest of the crew in the Discord. We'd love to see you in there. Uh, of course, you can follow, subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast for free on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube so you never miss an episode and make me feel real good when we get those sweet, sweet subs and likes and all that good stuff. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with per- when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And let's get to it. Dame week on the podcast continues because what the hell else are we going to talk about? And I figured it was time. We got someone from Portland on the ground there in the midst of all that's going on with the Blazers. Uh, has had a wonderful summer just documenting this ongoing saga to get a little read as to what's going on from the Blazers end of things, talk a little about Dame the player from someone who's watched Dame for the last dozen seasons, and uh, maybe get a little predictions for how this is all going to go. It's Eric Garcia Gunderson from Blazer Banter. Eric, former host of Locked On Blazers as well, a dear old pal, making his return to the show. How are you, my man? I'm great. Great to be back home on the Locked On Podcast Network. (laughs) Uh, Fond memories, for sure. but thank you for having me. I, I mean, what a, what a great time to be on. And uh, yeah, it's been a crazy summer. And in the sense that like, we've all just been holding our breath for mm-hmm. like three months, <laughs> waiting for this to happen or not happen. Because mm-hmm. I think I'm of the opinion that like, I kind of want to see him and Scoot play together. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm i kind of a crazy person who like, I don't really like, we already went this way. They tanked it. Like Scoot is is sick. Like I want to. I want to see him play with Dame. But realistically, Dame is over it and wants to be on a team with more veteran players, players that can actually help him win in the playoffs. And I understand that. And it seems like Toronto, you know, from what everyone is reporting this week, has has made themselves has you know pulled up their seat at the table and is really uh, actually seriously talking about this now with Portland. 
Yeah, so we'll get into, you know, potential matches as far as the Raptors and Blazers go on trades. I just kind of want to get your read on the whole thing, man. Like, it's been bizarre. It's been, this is going to be a very broad question. Prepare yourself. It's been bizarre. It's been drawn out. It's been a lot of sort of Damian Lillard being reflected in a way that Damian Lillard has never really been reflected publicly before. You know, he's kind of always had this reputation as this leader, as this dude is going to stick with Portland. Is there like a, a level of sour grapes over this whole thing among Blazers fans? Is it like a kind of we understand type of thing? Like what's the, the vibe in Portland as it relates to this whole thing where the maybe best player in franchise history, I don't know if that's controversial or not, but, uh, you know, sorry, Clyde Drexler, but, you know, what's the, the read? Like are Portland fans resigned and accepting of something new or is this going to put like a, a bit of a, a damper on their relationship with Dame, which has lasted for over a decade? I think that a lot of people were kind of ready for a new something, whatever that was, whether either they were going to go all in with Dane's timeline and try to make a move to win now or have him move on. I think what a lot of people in the fan base did not expect was that it was going to be one team. I think Mm -hmm. everyone, I think the most majority, a lot of Blazer fans that I talked to, in the lead up before the draft and things like that, we're talking about, well, they should just trade Dame and move on. And I did hear that a lot, but I think what those people thought was that if they were going to move Dame, they were going to get a Rudy Gobert type of package where they're getting five firsts and uh, recently drafted players and guys on rookie contracts and all the stuff that the Rudy Gobert trade got. And what I kept on saying to people was like, I don't know if you think, I don't think you, like, we're not speaking the same language. Like, I don't think Dame is going to get that back because I don't think anybody is getting that level mm-hmm. of a return back anymore. And that was the thing that I kept coming back to. It was like, why do you want to trade this guy if, like, you're going to have Scoot, you're going to have Sharp, you're going to have Ant. Like, obviously those guys are all guards, but they're all ready to play now and are have the talent. And it's like, the thing that I was trying to say is like you just increase the talent level around dame maybe mm-hmm. give it a shot and i think whereas last summer they did almost everything that dame and his agency asked for they went right. and got jeremy grant who dame wanted for a long time they signed gary payton too to the taxpayer mid-level exception over bruce brown and i know that there's a lot of misconceptions that bruce brown wouldn't have chosen them but the more there was more money on the table before he chose to take the denver deal with the Portland deal and Portland chose Gary Payton too, who is also represented by Aaron Goodwin. And so they did a lot of playing things by like the Dame and Goodwin playbook last year and kind of doing what they wanted. And to me, the choice of taking Scoot and not necessarily trading him for like, say Paul George or, um, there was a lot of Siakam. Siakam. There was, uh, rumors about Zion and, there's still, you know, you talk to people involved, you know, New Orleans says they never offered Zion. Portland says they were never really that serious about it. I feel like the truth is somewhere in the middle. And, but to me, I think they made a choice that we're like, we're going to make the choices this time. To mm-hmm. me, was like what they, instead of making the moves that Dame and his agent have prescribed to us as the right moves, I felt like they were making the moves that they thought made the most sense for the team. And, I do believe Cronin when he thought that he, when he said that they could have Scoot and Dame together, but obviously Dame is going to have a different opinion about that. And 
he wants older guys and veterans because that's usually what wins in the league. Like yeah. that's you. And, and, and I get it that he doesn't want to wait around and see on the off chance that like all the young guys are like ready to do some like Oklahoma city, you know, 2012 type of stuff where it's like, they're ready way sooner than everyone thinks. And it's a surprise. And I, I get why he's not going to willing to bet on that. And I think that's what happened is like, he wanted to leave and wanted to go to Miami explicitly. And the flirting has been there with Miami for a while. And mm-hmm. a couple of summers ago, there were even re- there were even rumors about Portland when, you know, the, the Chauncey Billups hiring was happening. There were rumors about back channel communications between Portland's ownership group and Eric Spolstra and, and, and trying to bring him home. And, and that didn't ultimately happen, but going back to that summer where they fired Terry Stotts, I think is an important place to go back to because when they fired Terry Stotts, the two of the choices that Dame wanted to be head coach were Chauncey Billups and Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. And they chose Chauncey Billups because Neil Olshea, who was in charge at the time, had a relationship with Chauncey Billups. He had traded for him when he was on the Clippers and and Chauncey Billups was on that weird Clippers team as like the backup point guard. <laughs> and that's when Dame started to like kind of like hint at maybe it not always being in Portland, like right. his future not always being here. And then – the way I see it, it was like a little bit of a power struggle. And then there was this uh, workplace uh, investigation into Olshay that ended with him getting fired. And what happened after that is that created a power vacuum right. within the organization because Olshay had had that power for a long time. And he had been empowered in power as the GM longer than I think most GMs in team history. Like he had yeah. had a pretty long run there. And when he got fired, basically, there was a huge power vacuum. And I think there were two people that were fighting for power there. I think it was Chauncey Billups as the, you know, the recently hired head coach. And I think Dame also. And I think at that time, Dame hadn't signed a long-term deal. And I think all of those things kind of coalesced. And and, and Joe Cronin, who, unbeknownst to anybody, had a history with Chauncey Billups – dating back to playing high school basketball against each other in Colorado, (laughs) he then becomes the general manager. And I think the connection to Chauncey Billups is an important part to remember here. And I think all of those things kind of happened. And then the, the contract was offered. And I think I'm not necessarily sure that if Neil Olshay was still general manager, that that extension offer would have come in that way for Damian Lillard. And I think that he, that he he was able to benefit from that power vacuum shift. And and now we're here though because he makes so much money and you know his contract is what it is until he's 36, but I think I think this gets us into a good place to talk about misconceptions because yeah. um you you mentioned to me before we got on here about the winning player stuff. I think I actually want to talk more about his age and the injury history. Because Let's... Let's, Let's yeah. do that. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll dig into that, the injury history that may or may not actually be an injury history, the age, all that stuff, uh, and some general misconceptions that I'm kind of seeing just in the general discourse around whether the Raptors should actually do this and go all in for Dame. We'll get into that coming up just a sec. We also got predictions for how it's all going to end coming up later on. We'll talk about the Heat package, the Raptors package, et cetera, et cetera. Before that, however... 
Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use that gives you peace of mind so you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes it so you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing doctor consultation and care with their in-house physicians. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from from jace medical by using the code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here with Eric Gunderson from Blazer Banter, digging into the Blazers' end of the Dame Lillard trade saga and how the Raptors tie into all of it. If you haven't yet, go listen to the episodes earlier this week. We talked about it all Monday with Vivek, kind of big picture stuff. Tuesday, I went solo, kind of making the case for why it's worth all the risks for the Raptors to do it misconceptions a lot of them flying around it happens right like a trade demand is out there and you know people get mad because the guy hasn't gone about it the best way they equate that with the player's bad they say ah the players never won anything why would you trade stuff for him blah 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 blah. there's lots of stuff flying around about dame i want to run through a few of what i think are pretty common misconceptions about damian Lillard, the player that are flying around amidst all this Let's start with the health, shall we? Um, of course, I think that's kind of... He's being talked about in a, like a similar light almost to Kawhi Leonard back in 2019. Maybe not quite as extreme as like, oh, he's an injury risk. He's got an injury history. It's not really the case, right, Eric? No, it's not true. Uh, he has been... For a franchise that has been much maligned and always made fun of for the amount of important players that have missed extended periods of time or have had a chronic injury that shortens their career. Damian Lillard has been like a beacon of health and availability for the Blazers franchise that they frankly never, ever had. And uh, the only times that he's missed extended time, he had a little bit of a cap issue, which if you talk to people around him, insist that the medical staff on the Blazers was more, urgent in having him sit than he wanted to sit. He thought he could play through his calf soreness that had him miss a bunch of games at the start of last season. The year before he had abdominal surgery for an injury that he had says that he had been playing with for four years, which was basically like a sports hernia kind of thing where he had like an abdominal situation and he got that repaired. And then last year had the best statistical season he's ever had. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that this, um that the concern about his injury history or his age to me is like a i think it's just a huge misconception about who he is as a player is someone who's always been available someone who always plays and someone who takes care of his body better than most guys in the nba and Mm -hmm. um i think that that would be uh i would not worry about availability when it comes to dame 
That's good to know. The other thing, I suppose, that could tie into the availability question is uh, whether he would actually show up or not. We got some reporting from Mark Spears on Tuesday uh, suggesting that you know, he would show up. It's fine. He'd be a professional, et cetera, et cetera. We know Miami's his preferred destination. No one is saying otherwise. We know this is true, and his representation has made that very clear with the pretty transparent, I would say, like leveraging and bluffing about him not going somewhere else. Uh, Eric, you've covered Dame for a long time. He carries a reputation of being one of the single best leaders and team dudes in basketball. Uh, do you believe at all that if he were traded to the Raptors, that he would sit out, not come to, or like you know, do the James Harden thing and not try? Like, is that in the DNA of Damian Lillard? I don't think so. Um, I don't. I don't think that that's something that he would do. And I think, I just think that like once he gets into a camp or something like that, he's with his team. Like he's going to be Dame. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's going to be locked in. He's going to be leading the guys and he's going to be, you know, being the example of what, what it takes. And so I, well, I, you know, I, I understand why, why they're saying that, like why they want to go to Miami. I, I, I understand it, but I also understand mm -hmm. why Toronto is like, well, let's just, let's go after <laughs> an all NBA point guard with, you know, amazing three point range and, and, and one of the best, maybe the best clutch shot maker in the league. Like, like, I, I just think that I, I, I see why they're trying to prevent other teams from doing it, but this is what I think the front off Blazers were waiting on was like mm -hmm. someone else in the league to be like, Oh yeah, Damian Lillard. He's, He's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, let's get him. Like, but let, let's, let's do it. And like, like for, you know, a team like the Raptors in the position that they're in. I mean, there were rumors about the Bulls, but I, you know, their stuff doesn't really, I don't think it, it doesn't really get them there. And as far as what Portland needs, which is what Portland wants is some front court help and some complimentary players for their young guards. And Tyler Hero is a young guard. Like, so it's just like, I think that is what they were waiting on. And yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be, if, if if Toronto does it, I, I I can't wait to see them play. Like I think I think mm -hmm. it's going to be fun, and I just think it's going to come down to, you know, will they ultimately offer OG or offer mm -hmm. Scotty? And I think I mean, I mean, which one would you choose if you had to if you wanted to part ways with one? It's like it's tough because I think like the the fit with OG is like more seamless, right? Like you throw Dame onto a team with OG and Pascal and Yak, and it's like all right, this this can go to work as like a top four. I think I prefer the deal that features OG going out though, because I think it kind of gives you a bit of like a line to the future with Scotty as like a separate timeline on his own. While also, I think it's just like the talent play. Like I think Barnes, Siakam, Lillard is the most talented trio you could put together of the possibilities here. So that's where I come down. Plus, like the OG contract situation hangs to the second apron. Like they will be an expensive team if you bring in Lillard. It sucks to lose OG as a result of it, but like he's Damian Lillard, so I've made my peace with it. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I come down on it. I, I'm I'm not sure if you kind of feel the same, but yeah, I mean, I, I would like I would be down like obviously Scotty would be like the most intriguing talent play to your point, like mm -hmm. like like that would be the home run. But like, let's say they could get OG if they could get Grady Dick, if they could get a couple of first round picks on top of that, like that's mm -hmm. a win for me. If you're yeah. Portland, especially if you include what everyone seems to assume is the other part of that trade which is getting DeAndre Ayton for right. the Blazers as well at center. And I mean, for Portland, 
OG would be the first starting caliber small forward that they've had since they traded Nick Batum, you know, <laughs> almost a decade ago. And the Mo Harkless erasure, unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mo. I'm so, yeah, my my my, I'm, my apologies to Mo. But like Al Farouk I mean, is pounding on the table listening to this episode. <laughs> well, this is a testament to I think. A lot of people think Dame, back to another misconception, is just like a great stats guy and doesn't actually mm. help the team win. I wanted to ask you about this. Go off, King. <laughs> and 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 I think the Al Farouk Aminu, Mo Harkless squad is a great example. Like, that team was built to tank. Mm-hmm. And Dame and CJ, also do his credit, who I think, I think deserves credit for this because he was MIP that year. Like, Dame and CJ were just like, absolutely not. We're not going to mm-hmm. tank. And they just won a bunch of they they got i think the fifth seed that year and it was like a, a pretty weak west but then they they got lucky like blake griffin breaks his hand chris paul gets hurt and they beat the clippers end up in the second round of the playoffs and it was completely unexpected and it's because like dame wants to win like like mm-hmm. like that is the number one thing on his mind and i think Whoever gets him, I mean, another team that I heard the other day thrown out, Michael Grange had in his article about was Orlando. And like, right. to me, Orlando is not that far off from where Toronto's at. And if they got Dame and paired him with Paolo and Franz, they could They're instantly cooking. be, they'd be, they'd be, a, they could be in the mix for a top four seed. Like, like, mm-hmm. I, like I would put them up there with the Knicks and the Cavs and, 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 and those teams, like. And, and so I just think when you get someone like Dame, it just raises the left. Like, I mean, Portland was almost in the playoffs last year, despite the fact that their biggest free agent signing, Gary Gary Payton II, was not playing basically the entire mm-hmm. year and then was compromised when he did come back. Like, that was their big money move, their big acquisition, and he hardly showed up. And it was a testament to Dame. It was a testament to Josh Hart before he got traded. Like, that like he will just raise the culture of your team and and I think wherever he goes he's going to turn that team into a winning team for sure I I think you want to like lay blame for the Blazers shortcomings quote-unquote at Dame's feet maybe go and look at the transaction history of the aforementioned Neil Olshay Alan Crabb Hassan Whiteside Evan Turner Myers like what are we well, doing the, here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the one for me is always the uh, 2017 draft because right. they were they were they had signed you know they were kind of in this rock and a hard place as it being a market like Portland where a lot of their guys on that 2016 team outperformed their deals like Alan Crabb and then became restricted free agents and they were like, well, do we let him walk for 70 million? They probably should have. Uh, what do we do with our caps? We're going to sign Evan Turner for a lot of money, like. The free agent history in Portland is pretty sorted, which is another reason why I would be down to have OG and pay OG next summer because the the, the level of guy that you're going to get probably isn't going to be up to OG's level with just cap space if you're a city like Portland. And so he's probably like a top three free agent on the market next year anyway. Get his bird yeah, rights like that. Yeah, makes that's sense. what I mean. Yeah. Make sure to make sure that you can pay him the most money, which is what Portland always has to do to retain their free agents. They just had to do it with Jeremy Grant. And to me, I I think that that would work out great. Uh, but you know, th- th- this this situation I think could work out really well for Portland if, if they're able to get OG, because um, I I just think it it fits their team well. Like obviously they're mm-hmm. gonna have they have some you know the, they have a lot of guards still, but that's gonna be an ongoing problem. 
Yeah, and, you know who's good to pair with guards is uh, two pretty good two-way wings in OG and Jeremy Grant. Like, uh, seems like a pretty nice fit. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, too, like, you're going to have – you have guys on their rookie contracts right now like Scoot and Shaden. Like, now is the time where you can spend a little bit more money on those supporting players because in five years you're not going to be able to. And mm-hmm. so, to me, that's where the OG thing – it comes back to and it's funny that we were back to OG because the 27 draft is where I was on they had oh, yeah. three they had three first round picks in that draft they packaged two of them to trade up for who it was a, a friend of mine we were like oh my god they're going to trade up for Donovan Mitchell and then they're going to trade CJ they ended not doing that they drafted Zach Collins which they already had Nurkic and mm-hmm. this was after Nurkic's breakout year where you know, and that was a great trade by Olshay. They got a first round pick and Nurkic, and Nurkic just went off. And then the response to that was to draft Zach Collins, who was a center, and then rest in peace, Caleb Swanigan. They also drafted him, who was also a center. And yeah. that right there is like a major miss to me because they could have drafted, they could have, even if they hadn't moved up, they could have drafted OG, John Collins, and Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Like they could have drafted all, three of those guys or two of those three. And it's like, those guys would have helped those teams with, you know, their bad contracts and all that stuff survive. And they could have maybe traded and and, and had some more complimentary players. And I think the one year that they got complimentary players around Dame and CJ that could shoot and defend at a passable level was the year that they went to the conference finals and, you know, they made a trade for Rodney Hood and they signed Cantor at the deadline. They went into the tax like that was the best they did. But I think maybe the miscalculation was that they thought that they could be more than what they were in getting to where they got to in the Western Conference Finals. And instead mm-hmm. of kind of like realizing that that was their peak, they tried to redo the Damon CJ thing again. They then they traded for Norm Powell, which <laughs> like Norm is good, but then like. Again, three guards who were 6'3 playing at the same time. And it's like those things to me just ended up catching up with them. And yeah. and and I, I, to me, like, yeah, th- those are the biggest misses. And I think there were guys like Paul George who came available that, you know, maybe a CJ McCollum could have gotten that trade done. But everything that we've been told is that Portland never really approached that because I think they were afraid of Paul George walking and signing with the Lakers, which – you know, that didn't ultimately happen. He, you know, he ended up getting traded and signing with OKC. And so I just think there were just a lot of like bets that just didn't work out by the mm-hmm. Olshay regime. And I think to me, that's, that's the big reason why we're here now. Um, yeah. But no bigger mistake than the 2017 draft to me. Yeah. That doesn't sound like Dame's fault to me at all. Uh, yeah. There's sort of one note I'll add on the Dame can't win anything. Like, dude's entire career more or less came during the run of the warriors the best team we've seen in the modern era like it's yeah. the same thing as the raptors running into lebron every year didn't make those raptors teams any less successful like yeah they didn't win a title but it was lebron what are you supposed to do uh we're gonna yeah, come back first too <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna come back on the other side dig into uh where we think this is all headed you have the intel from from portland you know what's going on there the heat the raptors where it's all going we'll get to that in a sec but first a reminder locked on blue jays you can listen to me 
and Mike DiStefano from Locked On Leafs on Locked On Blue Jays. A little pop-up podcast for you from here to the end of the season, starting on Wednesday. Be sure to tune in as we document, uh, you know, beating the dastardly Yankees. I'm recording this before the Tuesday game against the Yankees, but I'm sure they've beaten them. The Yankees stink and uh, making their way towards the playoffs. We'll be doing that all the way through the end of the playoffs. So subscribe. Locked On Blue Jays, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed all right eric where do you think this ends well how do you think it ends who do you think ends up getting damian lillard we know the heat have some form of package involving tyler hero first round picks a couple of them maybe jaime jaquez maybe uh nikolajovic you know do they pony up the full freight with multiple first round picks beyond like that's been the big thing doesn't seem like they're all that incentivized to do that. They seem to maybe, you know, also have an eye on Giannis or whatever down the line, as if that package will be enough. I was to, about to, to say, Giannis. <laughs> but hey, Heat fans will tell you, yeah, Giannis is ours, baby. Who needs Dame anyway? Uh, the Raptors, of course, plenty of different things floating around. You mentioned, is it? It's interesting. Do they even offer OG? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. No idea about what's been offered, what hasn't been offered. But uh, what's your sort of understanding of where things sit? with the offers from Toronto and Portland, if you have that intel, and where do you ultimately think this ends up? You know, I I don't have anything, like, concrete. I think I've just been hearing a lot of the, you know, it sounds like Toronto is in the lead. Mm. It sounds like Miami is not involved in the talks. Um, I'm going to guess that he event that Masai puts OG on the table and it gets done. Mm -hmm. And, and I think I, and I think that's what puts it over the edge. And I think Portland walks away with, OG, Aiton, Grady Dick, and a couple picks. And I think I think that is a home run for Portland, considering that the whole summer all we've heard is Tyler Hero and Hakez and Jovic. And um Grady Dick to me is like a much more enticing prospect than either Jovic or uh Hakez. And mm-hmm. so and also again, a positional fit for what they need. He's a six eight wing, uh, I think can play now. Uh, yeah, that's what that's that's what I think happens. It's also I think you to for Portland. I think it's like the best possible deal that you could imagine at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, I, I think Toronto was looked at a long time as a for as like a maybe potential Anthony Simons team, right? And I do wonder if those rumors and those conversations and maybe Toronto holding back on that move was to potentially set up this one. And right. so I think, I think they've been talking for a long time. I think there was a there was maybe a, an inkling that maybe Portland could get a deal done for OG or Siakam involving Simons and a pick, and that didn't come to fruition. And I think, I think maybe because Masai and and Bobby Webster and the whole crew over there was like, we want if we're going to trade with Portland for a guard, it's going to be Dane. Yeah. And I think, I think that is probably where they were at in around the draft, and I think that's where it's going to be. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I have certainly less intel than you kind of reading the tea leaves, reading the sort of just kind of looking at the offer that Miami in theory has out there. I think the Raptors can beat it. I think the Raptors can even if Miami ponies up even more, I think the Raptors can beat it and still have it make sense for them. My guess is like, 
you know, just based on the reporting, like OG, Grady, and a couple first sounds pretty much spot on to me. I don't know how the DeAndre Ayton thing plays into it. Maybe there's a three-teamer of some persuasion that takes place. That's hard to figure out. Does OG go to Phoenix or to Portland in that situation? Boy, OG on Phoenix would be super cool. Uh, but, I, uh, you know, it's hard money-wise for them to, to swing that and all that too. Um, but yeah, I, I have grown... <laughs> yeah, I've grown... Look, again, I'm totally speaking without any actual hard intelligence, but I've grown to feel like this is going to happen for the Raptors. And I think the reason I think that is the position the franchise is in right now. I I just think it's the best path forward. I don't think going into this season with a weird misshapen roster with Scotty Barnes as like the declared point guard is going to bear very much fruit. And you have two massive contract situations hanging over the team. If you move on from OG right now, you get that headache cleared up. You probably can just go offer Pascal an extension if you have Dame and say, this is the team. We've got you a co-star. Let's ride. And I bet he says, you know what? Let's go. That sounds great. So I do think this ends up being a Dame to Toronto thing. I, it's like, do you think there's any way in which this doesn't happen before media day? I, I do think that there's a chance that it doesn't happen because I I think that when in in the conversations this whole summer about leverage and Dame wanting to go to Miami and then being the quote unquote only offer and and the market i think what people are missing is that like what we all think the market is and what people are saying what the market is that doesn't mean that we know what the blazers think the market is for them. right right and, and if they don't feel that Toronto has offered enough or that, you know, if they don't feel that I wouldn't be surprised if they held on. Uh, I think a lot of the get uncomfortable as it were. Yes. Yes. And I think, (laughs) I think the awkwardness for Joe Cronin, for someone who's, this is his first big, huge deal. Like this is a Mm -hmm. real showdown for him. Like, it's him, a superstar, Pat Riley, Masai, all these guys that, you know, for years he's been working in the back of the house of the front office, probably waiting for this opportunity. And if he doesn't slam dunk it, will he get another one? Right. And so, and and I think that that's kind of something that maybe has gone ignored is that like, this is his one chance to like make a name for himself as a general manager. It's similar to like, I mean, not unlike when Masai was the GM in Denver and it was like the mellow trade is going to come up. And it's like the mellow trade when he was the Denver GM made Masai a made man like that changed the perception of him. And I think Joe Cronin sees that this is an opportunity for him to make his reputation. And if he just cowers and does the deal that Miami wants, I don't think that that sets his future career up the same way. And I think if he conversely, if he's able to land a package of OG Grady Dick, some picks and Aiton, like after a whole summer of nothing coming close to that, like, I think those things, I I think that's a big factor too, in, in that he might hold on longer because, you know, this is their one chance. And so I, I think it gets done before media day, but there's like a, I don't know, like a 20% chance that he's still on the team and and they ha- and we have an awkward media day next <laughs> week and, and 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 he plays some games. Who knows? I, I think I think 
they're I think the front office is willing to go through awkwardness in order to secure the best deal. And I think for Joe Cronin, in order to secure a deal that secures his spot in like the NBA, you know, movers and shakers list, you know, like I, I think that is is a potential factor too that he could end up staying. So yeah, I think there is a chance that he ends up not getting dealt and we just keep doing this. <laughs> Well, for our sakes, I hope that's not the case. It would be nice to have some closure and some actual real basketball to talk about, but it's the NBA. We don't talk about real basketball here. It's all the transaction industrial complex. Eric, thank you so much for jumping on, man. It was great. Thank you for lending your intel. Anything you want to promote for the good people out there? Blazerpanther.substack.com. I write there whenever it comes to me. It's not a regular newsletter, but I, I do write there from time to time. I think my last one was about written at the end of July. It was about how I think Scoot and Dame can actually work, but I don't think we're going to get a chance to see that. Bummer. Uh, I think that would work too. That sounds pretty fun, but uh, you know what sounds funner is Damian Lillard playing for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, We will leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, Much appreciated to all those who support the show. Uh, I'm on Twitter at WoodleySean or whatever the hell the website's called anymore. Uh, Instagram at LockdownRaptors. Uh, Discord, link is in the description. Come hang out. We got a great Discord family hanging out in there. Always a grand old time. And uh, with that, we will leave you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Talk to you Thursday with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Bye-bye. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.